What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Strange Cast Player One vs. World's Life is Strange podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adnan. My co host, Adam, is here. Adam, you here? I'm here. I woke up an hour and a half ago. I, I am, I'm here for it. I'm here for the, the chaos. Yes, he's here for the chaos. Yes, chaos is very fitting. It seems like that with every podcast episode, but yes, chaos will be yes. here. Uh, but no, thank you for joining us, obviously. <laughs> um, it's very important that you're here because otherwise there would be no podcast. Um, and to everyone here as well, thank you for joining as always. And just to start off with as well, as usual, if you are new here, do consider dropping us a subscribe, uh, turn on notifications um, and like the video. It helps support the channel. It helps keep up to date with our channel and keep up to date with our content and strange cast is available on all podcast services as well so you can check us out on spotify with a video version and we're on apple Podcasts with the audio version and every other platform etc um so do follow us on those as well and we have over 130 followers on spotify alone so thank you very much for following there almost over 5,000 plays across all episodes on um audio um, podcast services only which is a great to see so thank you so much for the continued support so before we start this as well, just as a PSA as well, because I know some people only listen to the podcast via podcast services, but I did drop an interview um, on the channel. Um, this will be coming out on the Wednesday, this podcast, but and we're recording the Saturday at the minute, but on the Friday, the week before, when you get this episode now, uh, I dropped an interview with a UK developer called Alex Jones. Um, and I would recommend you check that interview out if you like Life is Strange, uh, heavily inspired by Life is Strange, her new game, which is launched on Kickstarter. Not that Alex Jones, different <laughs> Alex Jones. Yes, different Alex, different Alex Jones. Yes, um, yes. but yes, yeah, she's made a game called Quiet Things, or is making a game called Quiet Things. It's heavily inspired by Life is Strange, Gone Home, a couple other titles. We talked about it at length. Uh, Alex was part of the BAFTA Breakthrough Program. She's worked with John Luke Cano, who's a very important part of the Life is Strange uh, development and the entire series. So you know, it's he's. She, she's had really great experiences working with him so do check that out it's on youtube only so like as i said the all our content is youtube mainly and the podcast strangecast is specifically um podcast services and youtube but i want to give a heads up in case you haven't seen it because um it would be great if you can go and support it and just give it a little bit of a little you know a like as well helps with the helps with uh promoting this kind of content and helps me reach out to more and more guests as well so uh do do that as well and it'll just keep the channel going uh as we uh spend the next couple of months refurbing things i'm refurbishing refurbishing this channel and hopefully more content will come so stay tuned with that um but yeah psa out the way adam should we start we should start yes indeed so we're going to kick off with our first piece of news which is the harmony the fall of rivria now available on PlayStation and Xbox. So we are going to GamingTarget.com and they just put, don't nod, a French independent video games developer and publisher has revealed that Harmony, the fall of Riveria, is available today on Reverie. Xbox Series X. Is it Riverie? Reverie, yeah. You could have told me this at the beginning. All right, okay, Reverie. Mm, um, yeah. Do they say that in the game? Yes. Uh, after right. you play the game, you can't help but like remember what the title is. Like, I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's. We'll come on to this as well with one of the other games because we got the pronunciation a bit different, uh, as I found out. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it has revealed that Harmony is available today on Xbox Series X and S and PlayStation Five. Um, if you immediately buy the game, you can get a ten percent discount until June twenty ninth. Um, mm. I think maybe the episode might be out before then for Xbox Series X and S and PlayStation Five, so long as you're a PlayStation Plus member. I'm not going to go into the rest because it's just etc. Other details we already know about Harmony. Yeah, Adam played Harmony already on uh, all Nintendo the way Switch, and now yes, now he's played it all the way through. So, Adam, how do we feel since our last conversation about Harmony? Where are you at with it? 
Um, I'm still, I still can't call myself a fan of visual novels. Mm. I, 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 and uh, little updates where I, I put out last episode, like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not, I don't really gravitate towards visual novels. And um, Luke, of course, said, called me out and said, why haven't you played One Night Stand? Why haven't you played it through? And then the developer of One Night Stand reached out and just like, oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for shouting me out. Like, <laughs> I will try. So I've played through Harmony and I've played through One Night Stand. I've gotten all the endings on One Night Stand. Um, I still don't think Harmony will change people's minds about visual novels. However, and I said this on another podcast that will come out at a later date. Um, oh, yes. I've got about that. Yeah. Yeah, just like yeah. just like hosting on the podcast. We'll go on, continue. That's yeah, just... it's like a guest hosting thing. Um, yeah, I I said that on that, but at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't mean I didn't appreciate this game. I think there's a lot to Harmony: The Fall of Every that I think is unique in the world in the world of um visual novels, where you can like have multiple playthroughs in the way of like there's different choices that unlock in a certain act. So let's say you made a choice in act one that will affect choices that you can make in act three. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's so many things where you're just like, Oh man, I didn't do that. So now I can't go here. Oh my, like, why did I choose that in the first place? Or there's some people that will just be affected. Like your relationships will be affected and that will go onto different nodes that you can play on. Um, I think at the final act, right, in act five, there are five acts. It took me about 10 hours, 10, 11 hours to beat, right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, it's a fair bit, but, you know, it is what it is. I think in the final act, there were a lot of nodes that I kind of just like fast forwarded through because I'm like, okay, I get it. Yep. Okay. Got it. The final choice that you make, you're just kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's not really, I didn't really find it satisfying too much, but I'm sure there's other people out there who love visual novels and would love everything about this. They'll appreciate that ending. Or maybe I just made the wrong choices and I just got like kind of a meh ending. Um, But I would say my final review of this game is that um, if I'm going to give it a number, uh, out of five, I would honestly give this a four. You know, I in terms of like what the game is, it's a visual novel, which I I don't vibe with those kinds of games. Mm -hmm. Like I'm putting that bias uh, like behind me, but in terms of the game, the story, the way it plays, um, the pacing of it, I'm gonna give uh, the music. Of course, the music is yeah. great. It's a banger. Uh, also, if you go on Spotify, do not go on Spotify and look at the song titles. There are spoilers in the song titles that, yeah, yeah I spoiled myself because I went on mm. Leonard Ray and I wanted to hear more of the music. And then I saw the tracks and I'm like, wait a second. And then there are some things that were like spoiler. And I got like a major spoiler Ooh. with just the soundtracks. I'm like, oh, crap. So. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would give this a four out of five, honestly, for what the game is. You know, 
I enjoyed my time with it, whether or not I'm I'm a big fan of visual novels or not. I think it was a good game. Um, and I think One Night Stand is a great game. I'm just saying that out there now, Luke. You win. I think One Night Stand was a great game. Um, I did not give it enough time, and I think One Night Stand is a good game, as well as Harmony, yeah. The Fall of Every. Yeah, as, uh, Lucy's uh, Lucy's really nice, and uh, I've always said that I'm a big fan of Lucy's um, mm-hmm. uh, Simpsons memes that she posts on Twitter. Uh, Lucy is yeah. the developer of One Night Stand, for anyone wondering. I've uh, followed her for a while. Um, I think I covered one of her games a while back, so I think that's where I know Lucy from. Um, mm-hmm. I'm quite grateful as well, because when I see some great memes from there, I love that. Oh, yeah. Um, but to start with as well with Harmony, is, is this still not a game for Adnan? No. Based, it's, uh... I don't think it will be. <laughs> I think... I don't think you'll vibe with this. Like, it's still, it is a through and through. It is a visual novel. Yeah. Um, It is, by definition, it's not like visual novels, like elements of visual novels, you know? Because uh, I would say Life is Strange is has elements of a visual novel. I would say that for sure. But mm-hmm. it's not a visual novel at all. But I think it has elements. Mm-hmm. Harmony is a visual novel, like through and through. Um, I don't think you'll vibe with it, but you know, if you pick it up on sale, try it out because it's still don't nod. It's still in the don't nod history. Yeah. But um I think if you don't like visual novels, this game will not change your mind. I don't mm. think it will. Well, my my plan is the next couple of years is I really clean through the uh don't nod backlog because I do want to start playing games and I will pick it irrespectively because I do want to see it. Um I'm just, uh, I'm, 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 I'm like, weirdly enough for me to say this, I'm not really vibing with the new Final Fantasy game, but we'll talk about it in spread mm. the arts because it's a very, very different game from what I expected as well. So it's like a, yeah, like at this point, I'm like kind of like questioning everything about myself. Um, but with the, with, um, Harmony, how mm. do you find it in terms of replay value? Are you going to go back to it and play oh. it for different choices? And are you, have you started doing that? Uh, no, I haven't started to just because I'm playing other games. Like, I'm finally playing Inscription. Like, I'm finally playing oh, nice. that. Oh, beautiful. But uh, I'm playing through that, and then I have another game in my backlog, and plus then I have Oxenfree 2 coming out in a couple weeks, and then Expanse is coming out in July. So <laughs> I'll get back to Harmony at some point because there's a lot of replay value. Like, there's so many times where it's just like, you can, you should go back and do different quests or do different choices even um i think this is like heavy with replayability so i i would say yes very much so more than coffee talk coffee talk i don't know i just didn't feel any need to go back and replay it mm-hmm. um but yeah this this has a lot of replay value for sure interesting interesting yeah it's it's, it's a this is the the um the first don't nod game since twin mirror if i'm mm-hmm. correct twin yeah mirror? since yeah since twin mirror yeah so like we've had like a it's quite interesting that this is the way that we kick off the wave of like new wave of don't nod games that are going to come out and it does sound like positive from what people have played um mm-hmm. and i think the visual novel style is a very interesting way for them to go with it like because that the crux of that story is always being told through like narrative driven purposes yeah. anyway so like i think like whether it's a, a clip point and click like Life is Strange or it's kind of like a bit more ambitious like a Vampire or like kind of um, Banishes or if it's just straight up like a visual novel with like um, Harmony, I think it still fits into who they are as a, as a developer. But no, interesting nonetheless that you've shared that. Have you got anything else to add 
before we uh, move on from Harmony? Um, I would say that, like, just give this game a chance, even if you're, mm. like, wary about it. I still think there's a lot of good in this game. I still think there's a lot to speak on in this game in terms of just... I, I would even say how naturally it handles and and donut is very good with the lgbtq plus community where it doesn't they 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 never handle it in a way of just like throwing in your face like oh we're allies it's just very fluid natural it's like the natural order of things mm-hmm. and i appreciate harmony for doing that where it represents the community in such a natural way that and I say this on the other podcast that feels almost like it was written by the same writers of Shit's Creek, where Shit's Creek was like the first show, one of the first shows to treat that kind of love in a natural form without being, mm-hmm. um, without being um pedantic. What what's what's where um where you're just like playing into somebody. It's like oh no, we we want to please you, patronizing without being patronizing. Right. Yeah. Um. And I, and I think Harmony does it well, just like what Donut does all the time. They just represent the community, and that's all their goal is. Whereas there's other times where it just feels like, you know, companies will just slap a rainbow on, just be like, hey, we're, we're friends. Yeah, we're friends. Mm-hmm. We put in the rainbow. It's like, you're not, you're not a friend. You're just, you're just some guy who wants money. But Donut, once again, represents the community in such a natural way that's i applaud them for that every time and harmony is no exception it it does it really well well it's it's the developer isn't it like i think like when let's just say montreal for example and we had that conversation about the um interview that frederica did with games industry biz and she was saying that like when michelle and luke gave her the hiring manager position and she's like building the studio there's this like balance that they're getting so you're collectively yeah. having almost like this 50 50 female male balance it, it might be a little bit imbalanced but it's like you're not specifically going towards that goal you're basically just drafting in people in in terms yeah. of their skills and who they are but then you're also like kind of bringing in people from all kinds of different backgrounds walks of life their sexuality you know etc so i think like for them like and don't know it's never really ever struck me as a kind of a we're preaching it for the sake of preaching it it's like we've always yeah. been kind of like that's the games we make that's the kind of people who are in the company etc so they're the kind of stories you, what you're getting out because i know what you mean it's like where i've seen it with uh with june like all those companies that put like pride logos and stuff out there it's like almost kind of become a universal kind of thing for people to do and it's like whether the company believes it or not has actually done anything about it and i think like yeah. i'm not really necessarily someone who necessarily you know i prefer kind of seeing substance in what you're saying if anything so i think like what you're saying with harmony it seems like it's just naturally what they do anyway so it doesn't feel out of place with what don't not does um but no nonetheless it's it's quite cool that they've done something like this as a project something i will pick up in the future i think like you you probably had the best experience playing it on switch it just seems like it's yeah i think it's very much a switch game however i don't think i don't think it's a bad thing to play it on the big screen either like no, i I, no. I in fact there's been times where i i put my switch in docked mode and i'll just play it on tv and i think it's still good um yeah whereas one night stand i think was it, it's definitely a switch game like i right. definitely enjoyed because there's just times where i'm like in it and my wife is right next to me i'm like this girl i swear and she's like what's wrong i'm like nothing i just died I need, <laughs> I, I need to do something <laughs> but um no i think it's i think it's definitely made for both 
but I think the best experience is on your Switch for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, but it's, uh, nonetheless, as I said, it's very interesting. I don't know who's done a game like this, and it's um, your thoughts are very interesting. I will play it mm-hmm. at some point myself, so we'll circle back on what, how I feel about it when I eventually when tackle it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, it'll it's be not an as experience. weird as the council. I will say that it's not as weird as the council. I love that you played the council. It was yeah. quite happy at that. It, I want to replay it sometime, but I just, I I just haven't had time. Yeah. I told you, if anyone's listening as well and you're new here as well, like I always recommend the game called The Council. It's an episodic game. It's an episodic game with RPG mechanics built into it. So it's very much more like it was kind of like after Life is Strange, after the like wave of Telltale games, it's kind of like a little bit different. And you like when you play it, it's actually really quite enticing game made by a French developer called Big Bad Wolf. So I always do recommend it. it's very cheap to pick up as well if you do want to go and oh, play yeah. it. Oh, yeah, it's always a... on sale for like five yeah. bucks for the very... whole thing very cheap and it's like it's it's a really interesting game to play nonetheless i would just recommend it and if you like history like i do you you'll you'll get into it, it goes off off the rails a little bit a little bit um, a little bit the episode, little <laughs> goes off the episode rails a little bit towards the end but it's like it's still nonetheless i think you'll find it one of the most fascinating episodic games you'll play yeah um but on the terms of like oh, and harmony uh it will be something i will play and i'll come back and revisit mm. my conversation because it's like as i said I'm, I'm not really a visual novel kind of person it's never been a genre that's applied to me so it's like it's this is the thing with like the don't know games like i only play the ones that i need to play and like i've had more of affiliation with life is strange than um specifically don't know but i've always kind of like kept an eye on something so it's like if they do something that i like then i will play it you know tell me why etc so mm-hmm. no nonetheless thank you for that uh sharing that yeah. perspective and it's a uh, quite cool to uh have harmony out because this will be this as i said the next wave of don't know games that we get and we'll go forward from there speaking of don't know this will be the second piece of news that we cover um i'm going to luke Bagadost the studio executive producer at yes. Don't Know Montreal, who shared a little tweet uh, on, what day are we on now? Saturday. On the Friday, and he put, tonight was Don't Know Montreal's three-year anniversary party. This team is the best with a photo of people from Don't Know Montreal. Um, yeah, Adam, three years, mm. Don't Know Montreal. It's quite surreal, like, um, because I think, like, the timeline's quite... Um, a bit like when you think about how long it's been it's crazy because like life is strange 2 came out 2018 going to 2019 um say adnan who is the gentleman that has their face kind of colored out we'll talk about this in a minute i yes. think i think i know who's who in this photo i think oh you think I wait think wait can we, can we get can we get we'll, your investigation we'll, we'll get skills? to that in a minute let's just go with this first so it's like timeline wise like life is strange 2 came out 2018 19 then luke michelle moved to canada afterwards um mm. and it's, it just it feels like you know it's come a long way since you bring on a hiring manager like Frederica. then you start building a studio we've had like kind of photos we've seen of like um vo sessions and like mocap etc we've obviously got the big image of the videotape which everyone's excited for and it's kind of giving it as a hint of it still seems like a long way out in terms of like they're still recruiting they're still uh, building so it's like um we'll see more from don't know montreal um i can see you're very excited so should we go for the photo i i woke up not too long ago so yes go for it so based on this as well like let's just start with this i think that they've almost got this prerequisite for tattoos because you can see three people on the left all tattoos and the right no tattoo i hope that was purpose the photo was shot that way because i like the i like the the synergy of tattoos and no tattoos yes um so I'm going to take a big punt on this. The lady on the left, Dang. right? 
who, by the way, I, I, if I get your name wrong, I do apologize. But more so the fact that your tattoos are very cool. Let me just put that out there as well. On that. I believe that's Kathy V. Okay. Um, okay. Kath, yeah. And uh, Kathy V is um, producer at Donna Montreal. Mm. I believe that's Kathy V. I might also have cheated on that as well because she has quote tweeted it. Um, if you go and look at it. And I think, I assume she's in the photo from that. Okay. And I think from what I can base it off is she is far left. Uh, uh, see, I don't think you're wrong. No, yeah, see? I th- I could see it. Yeah, so yeah. I think that is I think that's Kathy V. Um, okay. based on what I can determine, mm. um, I think that's her. Um, now who's, obviously who's next to her? Right? Can we please speak about these pants? Like, <laughs> like, like. Like if if like there's a certain thing I believe in life. Like if I gave you those pair of pants, you would never ever be able to pull them off. Like let's be no. honest, be real with me. No, if I pulled those pants off, never, never yeah. ever would I be able to pull out this man, the person next to her who is wearing yeah. these '70s disco pants. Is like that, truly, is that Michelle Co? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I can never tell between <laughs> the two. <laughs> no, but. On a serious note, Luke, that outfit is outstanding. Like I have yeah. to give full props for that. Like cigar, the the shirt, the pants. Like I, I think you have to really own what you're wearing, and it's like that yeah. is just like extraordinary for like um for an outfit. So I think that is Luke. I think mm. so. You we'll go that, with that. I think so. I think that might be Luke. <laughs> yeah. Right. The person next to Luke. I could be very wrong with this. Okay. I, I don't know. It This is a wild punt, if anything, right? Yeah. I, I don't think it's Kelly. Like, we got in the wrong in the last one, which, yeah, that was... Uh, this is, I feel like this is my favorite game, like, getting people wrong. I think... I a good think, segment. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> we, should, we should just do this as a podcast segment. Like every other. So, Sherlock I, Adnan. Well, it's just, it's just... Have you ever tried to look... Like, look, have you ever looked at a photo of you from yourself from 10 years ago? Mm. like it's hard to determine who's who like it's really hard to base off yeah pictures. but this is like, 10 years ago this is three years ago yeah i know but i'm not very <laughs> <laughs> three years ago this is now this is based on a free anniversary yeah oh um, boy i think and they look really a bit different in photos i'm taking a punt with that i think that's juliet who's the okay. lead character artist at don't know montreal um juliet has like a lot in on her twitter page has a lot more kind of like lightish color hair and does wear glasses but again you can wear contacts etc but i think that might be juliet i'm also mm-hmm. basing on the fact that she's like the first <laughs> well. so i'm like i'm assuming that whoever's like i've almost done this as like a weaving contest of like who's who and kind of like filter through i think that might be her though i was like okay. trying to like i think that's that's that would be my most accurate one um the person next to juliet and by the way, if you are listening to the audio version, you can go and check out Luke's tweet with the photo and you'll be able to see it. Um, this one was um, a lot more difficult for me. Mm. Um, I honestly don't know, but I will take a punt on this. Mm. And I'm basing this on a beard. I'm basing this okay. purely on the beard. By the way, this man has a very lavish beard as well. Um, by the way, who has the best beard? Give me this conversation. Uh, the best beard is the man in the middle. Really? I'm saying that. Yeah, it's it's the most well-groomed. Uh, now, people with dark beards just naturally 
look like it's groomed. Like it's easier to groom than yeah. with ginger beards like I do myself. It, it just gets all straggly looking. Yeah. But darker beards always look better for some reason. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I would say all of them have great beards because I'm not going to get thrown under the bus like you just done that and dis- yeah. disrespect the other two. Yeah. Hey, um, man, I'm a fellow ginger beard man, so, so I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I've done this based off the beard alone and gone to LinkedIn as well and by accident just clicked on Frederica's profile, so she's just seen that I've looked at her profile. And I'm going to take that as a, a bit of a gunshot wound there, but anyway, anyway, I think this is their senior brand manager. At Donna Montreal. Okay. So this is Marin Yvonne Mays. I'm not clicking on his profile right now on LinkedIn because then I don't want to be look like I'm snooping or something. But he has a very good beard in this photo. And yeah. he has very similar hairstyle. Um, mm. Imagine if I could put some glasses on his profile picture right now. It would be very similar. So I think that might be him. I'm probably wrong. I've probably got one right here so far, which is, as I've always said as well, in this picture, I can get absolutely guaranteed get two people right out of six. And it's going to be that I take as a win. Nice. I, I can agree to that. I think he looks like him. I think he looks like him. I, I Just based on the beard alone, it's very like similar in the hair as well. I think it might be him. I, mm. And I don't think I've ever seen this person photo with them before. Or like Luke's mentioned, Luke's mentioned other people that we've like, spoken about and seen photos of so i and I, I can't remember if we've seen this person it doesn't look like it so i'm gonna take that one um and as i said before i don't think kelly's in one of these because she has a lot more curlier hair so that's why i've like eliminated her through process of like the with the other girls in there um and by the way the girl next to luke you equally have great tattoos as well i think like the tattoo mm-hmm. um bonanza here is great the person next to this other person the person next to our last person who's obviously michelle but like the person next to her who has his face blurred out um i don't know i'm not even gonna try that <laughs> like i don't have much to work off there it might be jean-luc i always get jean-luc wrong so? about people no it's not it's not, yeah. it's not, Jean- it's not jean-luc Jean- jean-luc doesn't have that hair um i imagine that luke's probably done it because it's just about are you happy with me putting your picture on social yeah. media etc either that or he accidentally misslipped his hand on the iphone and squiggled out the picture before you put it on there that could be a wild presumption but don't know i have no idea who that person is and i'm also very intrigued by it because as you as you said who's the person who's been like squiggled out i'm like who is that very intrigued yes. um but yeah i'm not gonna take a punt at that i'm not gonna go that far <laughs> with it um and then obviously the man at the end we know who mm. that is yeah, yeah, uh, we know that's we know that's yeah. Luke Budakast right there. Yeah, that, those... that's yeah. We had Did Michelle Budakast. Oh yeah, Budakast. Okay. I think I'm gonna leave you off for that. Oh, he calls you off. But no, obviously, last person on the end of the photo is obviously Michelle. Um, big fan of the fact that he likes Converse. I love Converse. I'm like a Converse walker, so respects that Michelle. Um, but yeah, that's the photo that we have. Again, I could be completely wrong. Um, stay tuned to Player One versus World Twitter page. I imagine we'll probably get an update with a verification of who these people are. Um, yeah. it's funny that I put myself on the line here, and you never do this. No, nope. I have to like take the assumption of who's it's who a in good this segment. It's Sherlock great. It's like Reyes. a recurring segment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like they should oh. take. I feel like they should collectively take a photo all of them at Montreal and then send it to us, and then yes. we make an entire video of me trying to guess who's who and see who actually gets it right. I think like how much be... percentages. Yeah, yeah. I think Luke, will, like, Luke oh. will send me all the answers. I'll have an answer key, and I'll grade that... you at the end. That would be the best video I could actually imagine as well to yeah. make on channel. I think that would be a great video to make. But no, nonetheless, yeah, it's quite like, you know, for them, the studios 
I think there's so much excitement about this game, like uh, like indefinitely. Like you know, I'm I'm stupidly excited. This is the one don't don't nod game. I'm like my entire eyes and like memories and everything else are focused on there. Like you know, I'm like tunneled. I look at that photo mm-hmm. every other day of the videotape and everything else in between. But no, it's quite cool because like I think personally speaking, I don't think we're gonna hear much from this game until mm-hmm. next year. Um, I could be very much wrong. Um, I think we'll get maybe like trinket trinkets of like little information here and there i don't know if mm. you'll get a big reveal like we did with the uh the room that mm. we did that was like the big last reveal with the with the game's console and you know kind of like an idea of what the game was going to be um so yeah it's it's quite exciting to see that they've like had this but i think like we're getting to the point now where we're, we're eventually going to see what what montreal's working on what they're producing yes. and this is like for me the big hitter from don't not as well like it's the the one that i think like harmony is like a kind of a its own kind of game it's its own experiment etc and i think like the games that you look at in their pipeline the two that i can just pick off obviously are banishes and this game that i think that there's a lot of uh, emphasis on marketing promotion etc and expectations as well like i would not want to be in luke and michelle's position because i imagine like uh considering where like life is strange is gone and how people feel yeah. about things as well in general and then also the kind of as i said the expectations are they are two of the creative minds behind life is strange um people are very excited for this so the expectations are huge no pressure guys just saying but like you know I, i'm obviously very excited as well because like as i said we haven't seen anything from don't nod montreal or like don't nod right. this team for four years now Mm-hmm. which is a uh, quite wild um or five years if you want to count it from the beginning of life is strange to release but yeah it's exciting though nonetheless it's quite nice to see them you know they have we have a lot from montreal mm-hmm. now yeah uh, no it's wild dude um but yeah happy birthday three years though um we're looking forward to seeing the game and um thank you for basing the new game off of philly that's 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 <laughs> very <laughs> if i'm right about that dude oh man i'm gonna be so happy Oh, if I'm right, that it's based in Philly. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I still always say this. My, my favorite thing I ever did was when I woke up, um, really early in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning, and I was walking to, um, a tram to get to work, and I was kind of like walking really early doors, and I just saw my Twitter feed notifications, and it was Luke had watched our theories episode and stuff, and he had replied saying what yeah. he said, and I think there's that one point in the tweet where he said it'll be interesting for you guys to go back and hear what you said and what you got right and what etc and i'm like i've been like hung on that for like the better part of like I weeks know. months since he said that because i'm like something said there i have a funny yeah. feeling someone has got something right probably you because my track record is atrocious um right. but i think like there's a you know the excitement's there for me more than anything else and i think it'll be a mm. it'll be special to see it and uh you know, one day, one day we'll have Luke on a podcast, which will be the 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 culmination of everything we've had, and also <laughs> Michelle and to every other person at Montreal, we'll have them on a podcast at some point, hopefully, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Yeah, but anyway, if they like us. Yeah, it, and and depending on how many people I keep forgetting and miss <laughs> miss guessing, it's like it seems yeah. to be like the one for me. But yeah, that's who I think's in the photo. As I said, the photo is on Luke's Twitter page if you want to go and look at it. Um, and also, you know, as I said, uh, congratulations to Montreal for three years, uh, to many more years, and then hopefully as well, seeing what their debut game is going to be. So that eliminates that topic section. And then we're going to move on to our last piece of ni- news. Um, so this is on Jusson. Jusson. 
Jusson. So this was a nice little bit of information from our last episode with Luke uh, tagging people from Montreal as, uh, from yeah. Montreal from Dontnod and uh, people who worked on Jusson, and then also told me to look at the pr- pronunciation as well. And yes, it's not Jusan as I said in my really yeah. like tame English accent or else. Yes, this is Jusson um, that we have coming out. See, which there's is a, there's a person that works with Dontnod. Her last name is Lopez. How do you say her first name? No, we're not going there. No, no, stop. <laughs> stop. That was a whole different... That was a whole different... Um, it's Marsha, yeah. but like, we're going to leave it that. Yeah. You're not Marsha, but like Marsha. Like, yeah. But yes, this is Jusson. I'm getting pronunciations. Yes. Do you know what the worst part as well about this was? I used to hate when people used to get my name wrong. And I was like, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not that difficult. And then it's like, I walk into this field of work and I'm like, ah... It's like oh, and I'm getting yeah. I'm getting I'm getting someone else's name wrong every other week in pronunciation. I'm like Oh, they damn. get my last name wrong all the time and I just like live with it. I'm like Evol, yep. really? Yeah, because they said Evolt or Evol or some like it's like they make it so complicated and it's just Evolt. Like it's just Evolt. Really? Yeah, they get it wrong all the time. That's so quite people... interesting that. And I'm just like, okay, I guess sure. I know who you're talking about. Let's go. <laughs> But... Yeah, I, I've had that myself. Like the one that I had a lot with mine with Adnan was it was people thought it was Adrian because they thought the D and the N were joined oh, together. And then, yes. So they thought it was like an Adrian was more of a common name. Like Adnan's yes. not very a common name per se. Mm. Um, and then I think like the other one is like when I've met people, they don't really say my name for a while until they feel mm. comfortable. I had it with a girl once that I I was seeing and uh, she was American. She's like. Um, She's like, and I was like, what's my name? And she's like, I don't want to say it. <laughs> she's like, until I get it right, she's like, I don't want to say it. And then she's like, because the emphasis is like a Breaking American... Bad scene all over again. Like, what's my name? Say my name. Yeah, say my name. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's the pronunciation because it's like the, the, the accent or the twang will yeah. throw it in different ways. But it's, it's, a, it's an interesting name nonetheless. I've had it with, um, uh, when I did an interview with a wrestler as well once, Ilya Dragunov, who, who's in oh. WWE. Yeah. And he 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 once asked me. He's um I was talking to the PR person, and the PR person said to me, "He's like, um, Adnan, are you um like you know are you from like um Bosnia maybe?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "No, not." And he's like, "He's like, he's like, Ilya's from like Eastern Europe." And he's like, "He's wondering if yeah. you're from like uh, from Bosnia because it's like Adnan seems like a very thingy name." And I'm like, oh, "No, no, no." But yeah, it's a pronunciation is uh, the one. But yes, Jusson is as we as I found Jusson. out. So thank you, Luke, for that. Um, but yeah, Jusson is uh, in the news, which is that don't nod drop the thing out saying that. The demo is available, mm. so you can actually try the demo out. Now it's available only on Steam, which is like yeah. this is the only like infuriating part for me because I only really play games demos if they come out on console. Like I have this Mac, and I'm like mm-hmm. thankful it survived. I don't know if if Steam will even operate on it at this point because it's like I don't want it to explode if anything. But yeah, um, this this computer I use only for music production, and I don't like to like um really mess with that so downloading steam and playing steam on it i don't really do you know yes see that's the annoying part because i was like thinking about doing this week and i was like actually i never got around to it and i was like i just don't know if i can even run it on my mac but it is available on steam i wanted to use this just as a new segment obviously it'd be great if i could have played it but i just didn't you know want to take that risk for what i had but um it is available on steam if you want to go and check it out if you have played it drop mm. it in the comments let us know what you like, think because it'll yeah. be nice to see see how, what, how you found the experience and then from that potentially oh i will say it. this um oh? william hella who is coming back um william hella's uh if you don't know um big uh life is strange commentator so on on the youtubes and he's coming back 
he did put out a tweet saying that like what he thought about the demo. So a kind of a shout out to William Heller for coming back. And also just want to read about um what he thought about uh juice Jusson. I said it. I did it. He said it. He said it. So William Heller has two tweets about this saying, I really like Don't Not's Jusson demo. Feels like they nailed the fundamentals. It's a lot of fun to climb around, uh, climb around the environment. I hope they lean into harder puzzles. Oh, I sorry. I hope they lean hard into puzzles though, and it's not just find a next place to go up, right? Mm. So hopefully they go into puzzles. And then he says this: rope stuff is cool. Obviously borrowed from The Last of Us Part Two. I think you can make some really neat puzzles with it, manipulating objects and bringing them closer to you. In the same way you pull yourself up, will be even cooler. So it sounds like it's a game that is also about climbing. The demo doesn't really have a lot of puzzles, but he hopes he leans into puzzles. So William Hella enjoyed it and hopes that, you know, we get more of it. But it seems like it's a very chill game. And I'm and I'm all about cozy games, dude. I'm all about that life. You know, I don't know how much puzzle based it's going to be, really. Mm -mm. I think it might just be about climbing, essentially. I yeah. think it might be like as 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 that kind of experience it's almost like you know, when you when you play like death stranding a lot of it is walking but the entire yes. point is it's walking though it's like you're carrying and walking because that's the point of you don't do much else but you're doing it for x reason i think mm -hmm. this might just be a straight up like kind of like climbing and kind of like traversing obstacles and kind of doing stuff like that rather than doing puzzles in in the game um the rope thing's interesting from the last of us part two that's what i'm so, thinking yeah because I remember a lot of like emphasis being put on that rope mechanic at Last of Us 2, and I really wasn't hugely fond of it. It was kind of like a bit of a whatever after a little bit, because I was like, okay, it's like, you know, enough's enough. But I've kind of seen enough of this rope. Mm -hmm. um, but no, that, that, that is interesting. Like, I, I hope that they release it on console, like the demo. Oh, like, the definitely demo, pick yeah. it up. Yeah, like if it's, it's released on console, like I'll absolutely pick up the demo and play it. I might even try it after this podcast and like break my computer playing Steam on it and like try it out and then come back maybe next episode and like give my perspective but mm -hmm. just wanted to give a heads up if you have seen it but it does look something like i'd love, love to play like i'd obviously love it if it was on switch like these all these games on, on don't not just seem to be like looking like they should be built on switch like they just mm -hmm. seem so great to be on that platform but i think like on playstation one depending on the price and when it comes out as well i think like it will be something i'll keep my eye on because it's like you know i think people have always like a joke about it saying like it's like daniel diaz with his little blob climbing up a uh, uh traversing um places so um i i'm kind of keen on it i'm interested by it and it's again very different from the other stuff i, I think that like, this is my yeah. my most i think like we're in the most interesting phase of don't not here because we're just seeing so many different little projects like coming yeah, out yeah also gerda to a visual novel to cozy game climbing it's just it's odd but a yeah, good way odd oh no a good way odd because it's like because like all the people are like from different branches of don't not so obviously like edward kaplan has like done the artwork for this and he's very much known for his work on life is strange and mm -hmm. then you see the kind of aesthetic that's shown with like juson and like the characters and stuff and you can see that like almost like when people are like oh it's daniel diaz climbing like walls and stuff it's like i can see that i can see why people think that and then you have like other developers who are producing stuff like the visual stuff on harmony then you don't know what's going to come from montreal either like we still don't even know about anything about that they could take a completely different direction on things um so i think like the we're, we're seeing this really interesting phase and that's what's like really interesting me because it's like so far we've seen Jusson, we've seen banishers and we've seen um yes. harmony 
mm-hmm. and it's like obviously Gerda as well but Gerda is like um externally developed and published by don't know specifically but it's like we're seeing different games and different kind of stories being told so it's like i'm getting more clear identity of who the studio is and what they kind of shape themselves up to be um but no nonetheless as i said juson is out available as a demo on steam do check it out adam we're done with the news you got anything else yes. to add um just pronounce french words right be yes. cultured yes be cultured <laughs> be cultured yeah. By the way, as well, let me just give you a guess here as well. Say if Luke does snoop around these channels again yes. in like this video. I think in that photo, I got four out of six people, right? You think four out of six? I think four out of six. I'm going to be like I'm three at the most, but I'm going to say four yes. out of six. Two at the most. Yeah, well, I'll take two. Two's a win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always a win. It's like, you never go away with zero, and I'm like, that's a win. I think four, potentially. I think I yes. might have got four people right in that photo. So, well, we'll see, though. We'll see. I wake up at, like, three o'clock in the morning saying, you got two people right, and I'm like, right. I'll be deleting Twitter on the channel. I'll be like, I'm gone. Anyway, we're going to go on to our main topic, which was yes. submitted by a fan. So thank you very much for this. This was submitted by at showbiz underscore Stan on our YouTube uh, video uh one of the previous strange cast episodes you put video idea oh they put a video idea sorry they put video idea who you guys would cast in a hypothetical life of strange movie slash tv show <laughs> you can cast characters from all the games so i thought this was a really interesting idea thank you for submitting this we've always said as well if you have any video ideas just leave them in the comments we've had people saying like we should look at other don't nod games in uh, other comment videos which we will do uh so do thank you again so if you do have anything just let us know and we'll definitely check it out so i think personally speaking because because they've said basically you can pick all characters from life is strange i think we should just stick with the first life is strange personally yes. speaking i and think just based the main on... characters yeah, I think well, based on the fact that like the the long rumored TV show of Life is Strange was in development, etc., and I think like the first one has like a very concise cast of characters, and I think we could probably work off that as well. Hypex speaking, let's just say like let's say Netflix has picked it up, yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll go from that, and we'll just say like you have like a very big budget for people. Yes. Okay. Um, so yes. So do you want me? To give, do you want me to go first with just one character? I've always found this is an interesting one. Okay, yeah, go go off of one character. Okay, so this is purely based on Life After Strange. So do you like after like the very early episodes and stuff? I used to ask all the actors at the end saying like, you know, if you could cast whoever you want in a role, your character, um, who would you pick and why, like in a TV show movie? Um, and one of the very early interviews I did was with Dan McCann. Dan played Dave Madsen in... Yes. Life is Strange before the storm and Life is Strange 2, he took over for those that character. And when he first answered that question, I can't remember who else he said, but the one person he named in there who really stuck with me, I said to him, like, who would you think would play good Dave Madsen? Oh, and he yeah. Said, okay. I've, I've seen this. And yeah. he said Michael B. Jordan. And I was kind of like, ah. And I was like, hmm. that's an interesting choice. I wanted to start the conversation there with just Dave Madsen and what he said. I think it's a good way to start this conversation itself. Michael B. Jordan. I think no. No, because here's the thing. I think he's getting Michael B. Jordan from his... Michael B. Jordan is a very intense person. Yeah. We're talking about, like, Killmonger. We're talking about Creed. We're talking about uh, even Fruitvale Station, right? Michael B. Jordan is one of my favorite actors of all time. 
I think he is fantastic. However, there there's an element that Michael B. Jordan doesn't have for the character of David Madsen is that David Madsen is intense, but he's also opinionated. Like mm-hmm. he's heavily opinionated, right? In the worst way possible. I, I think David Madsen as a character is biased out of his opinionated nature. Whereas Michael B. Jordan plays characters that is intense uh, for survival stake. You know, like yeah. he is he is intense because he wants to survive. Killmonger wanted to survive and just like be king, right? Uh, Creed, he wanted to survive in the boxing ring. Fruitvale mm-hmm. Station, he just wanted to survive in general, dude. So I think David Madsen is just a very opinionated person. I don't think Michael B. Jordan can pull that off. I don't think he can pull off that kind of like um, bias. Whereas mm. he gets the intensity, I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I, that's a that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. See, like I, I would say on that casting, no, just because I think Michael B. Jordan's personality is very different, mm-hmm. and I think like with with whenever I always see Dave Madsen, he just reminds me of a young Tom Selleck. Like when Tom mm. Selleck is in Friends, and he's like Ray, um, Monica's um, boyfriend, uh, Richard. He just mm. looks like that. Every time I see Richard, I just see Dave Madsen. He's like, that mustache. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's got like the cigar. It's just like, he just reminds me of that. So I think like you need yeah. someone who's a little bit like that. Like my, my always casting has always been like, if, if I could take ta- Tom Selleck and put him in a time machine and drag him from Magnum PI yeah. and then make him Dave Madsen, he'd be the perfect fit for me. Because he's got the, the rough, graspy if... voice. He's got the build for me. He looks a bit like Dave Madsen as well. I mean, like that's yeah. my, my, those are my kind of like go-tos from it. But I just always found... Michael B. Jordan, a very interesting selection in that. It's I wouldn't even, even it... say Tom Selleck would be oh. good in that role either. If anybody were to fit that sort of role, right, it would be either Denzel Washington or Idris Elba. Yeah, Elba, Elba was literally who I was just thinking of then. I was like, I yeah, Idris Elba it can pull off the intense, opinionated kind of role whereas tom Selleck is very sure of himself like tom Selleck's characters all the time he's sure of himself he's confident that, that's different from opinionated opinionated is just more of just like a bias for no reason whereas tom Selleck, he's like i'm here i have the facts like i'm confident in myself mm. uh he's he's got a swagger to him and i don't think david madsen has swagger he just has um, a hardened shell, and I think Idris Elba could pull that off in terms of like. Whoa, celebrity. whoa, whoa! Put some respect on Dave Madsen's name. He has swagger with that po- ponytail. Dave is like, well, as a, he has how, swagger how... later, but like we're talking about the first Life is Strange game. We can't talk about Life mm-hmm. is Strange too. We're talking mm-hmm. about the first Life is Strange game. He does not have swagger. He doesn't. I, I, I don't. I, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just on TikTok, and that scene popped up. He's like, he's like, I'm on it, Max. <laughs> like, I'm on it, Max. <laughs> exactly. I'm on it. <laughs> There's no and swagger. Every time I watch that scene, I just can't stop laughing. It like genuinely makes me so happy. <laughs> like, oh, Not to dang. say that Idris doesn't have swagger either, but I think he could put off that like bias. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you need to get yeah, your like, life together, kind of Luther stuff. Like, kind intense. of character. Yeah. Michael yeah. B. Jordan, I don't think could 
I don't know. I'm not saying he can't because he's a fantastic actor, but I don't think I could believe it. Maybe we should uh, cast uh, Will Smith as uh, Dave Madsen. It's like when someone says something about Joyce, he's like, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. He like, slaps like Frank at the diner and like, all the beans yeah. fall everywhere. Like, that would be like a good way to do it. We, um, uh, we're making him uh, Chris Rock then. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Bowers is Chris Rock. <laughs> Oh God! It'd be like it'd be like doing that saw from what they did with Chris Rock, like just the miscasting on his lifetime. Um, with Dave Madsen, though, another one who could kind of look like him, and just basing this off him look is a uh, Chris Pratt. Do we have the mustache, Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt can't be every role that Chris Pratt <laughs> he can't. He shouldn't be having every role. Stop it. <laughs> Well, maybe. No. Yes, yes. He could play every character then. Like, like, why not? Chris Pratt is is Max Caulfield. Chris Pratt is Chloe Price. <laughs> Chris Pratt is Mario. Like, no. Chris Pratt's done. He's fine. He doesn't need any more roles. He's done. You have the credits. Chris Pratt is played by Idris Elba. <laughs> Chris, Chris Pratt is now Michelle Coe. Played by Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt uh, plays Chris Pratt. Yeah, but do you know what I mean, though? There's that picture of Chris Pratt with the mustache. He could, like, um, you know. He's too playful. I don't think he could also pull off mm. the opinionated. Like, I just think that when he is intense, he's more of, like, like a... um. If I were to cast Chris Pratt in any role on, on Life is Strange, right? He would be uh, Principal Wells. <laughs> really? I, I would say Principal, Principal Wells. Wells. Yeah, because he's a broken man and he's just trying to like have fun with things. Um but I'm also on the on the side of just like, hey, let's not cast a uh, like let's not cast that kind of person. I would say for Principal Wells, honestly, out of all my choices, uh Denzel. Denzel. Samuel Jackson for me. <sighs> No, like, come because, on. Like, that was a because Samuel L. Jackson has power behind him. He does have that, like, he does have that kind of, like, like, are you serious right now? Like, are you serious? Principal Wells doesn't really have that kind of power. He just kind of has a deep voice, you know? Yeah, but have you not seen Coach Carter, though? Like, he's great for that I've performance. I've seen Coach like, yeah, Carter. It's like, you'd be great that's what I mean. Wells. Samuel L. Jackson has inspiration. He like, has that kind of, like, like drive to him. Principal Wells is just like a puppet. He he has he has a, a a whiskey in his in his desk because he knows he doesn't have any power behind him, so he's just like depressed about it. Um, no, I would I would I would cast probably I would cast Idris Selba as David Madsen and Principal Wells. <laughs> you can't do. I think you're disrespecting and the, the power of. I think you're disrespecting the, the authority here of Principal Well. I think I am Samuel disrespecting Jackson, the authority of yeah. Samuel because Jackson would be great. He doesn't have any authority. He's just a guy. <laughs> Idris Elba is um um you know who Idris Elba could be? Warren. Warren Graham. No, this or is like War this is the conversation Warren. has been completely lost here. Right. <laughs> Let's get back to Dave Madsen first, right? Okay. Should we make some like compromise? Who do you think would be a good fit here? Uh, not not Michael B. Jordan. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. say Id Idris Idris is, um, uh, David Madsen. Yeah, I feel like the interpretation wise, obviously, like you know, Idris Elba is black and 
Dave Martin is a white character, but I think like at this point, I'm I'm fair with making a compromise on that. I think it'd be a good compromise. I think yeah. just Elva's got that older kind of like aesthetic with him as well. Like you know, I think you'd fit well with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do have a pick for um Jefferson. Oh, go on then. Mm-hmm. Um, I always get his last name wrong, which is why it's right in front of me. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Milo Ventimiglia. Uh, mm. I'm just gonna. S- Do you know who that is? I don't know. I'm sending I'm you. Looking him up now. Here you go. I just sent it to you. Uh, yeah, Milo Ventimiglia, who uh played, uh, he played uh Rocky's son in like the, the the later ones, like Rocky Five and all that. Uh, he played in This Is Us. Of course, he was Jess in Gilmore Girls. Uh, he played a lot. He was in Heroes. He was uh, uh, Peter Petrelli, I think. Yeah. But he was also in Creed, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Creed, too, as well. He's a, he looks quite aesthetically interesting. He looks like someone who could be in the Last of Us film or something. Or like yeah, a TV and... show. He just looks like someone who could fit in that. I'm surprised he isn't like in the last of TV show. That's why, like, um... I mean, he's a really good actor, and I think why I would cast him as Mr. Jefferson is that he's got a good. He Mark Jefferson doesn't have swagger. What he has is just cool, calm, collected, bad boy sprinkle into him. But he's got crazy eyes, and I think Milo events Milo V. Um, he has that swagger behind him. He has that bad boy in, especially in Gilmore girls. He was the bad boy. He was the bad boy phase in Gilmore girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's got that like, kind of like safety, like, Oh, he's just a nice guy, you know, always oh, got some like uh dip into him, but you know, it's fine. And I think in all intensity, he has that intense eye glare when it comes to the scenes where Max is captured, he's got that look to him where he can change from cool calm collected to insane psychopath within yeah. a blink i saw somebody i also have somebody's like casting roles shout out to does it have a name for who made this list rama Andor one four one six so thanks for this but they also said i don't know if i agree with this or not but i understand where they're coming from oscar isaac as Mr. Jefferson. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. See that. I, it's kind of like um, I'm on the fence with that, but m- I'm like, I can see it. My sure. pick's similar to Oscar Isaac, just for mm. Jefferson. So I can kind of see what they, what they say of Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Um, they also said Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, no. 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 no he doesn't have that no. intensity. Ro- Oscar so, Isaac could. Do you want me to name my pick for Jefferson? I've Go always fought this for a long time. So do you know who Hugh Dancy is? Actually, that's what that's the other pick that they have. Hugh Dancy. Yes. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, that, they have three picks. They have Oscar so, Isaac, Robert Downey Jr., and Hugh Down, Hugh Dancy. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. So I, I, um, I've always said this to anyone who's like, has like been willing to listen to me. One of my favorite TV shows of the last decade was NBC's Hannibal, and not just so for yes. Mads Mikkelsen being in that. Like Hugh Dancy is Will Graham in that TV show. He is yes. phenomenal. He's so so good it's not talked about that enough that tv show it's always mm-hmm. the tv show i recommend to anyone who wants to watch a new tv show and it's a tv show they never watch because they're just ignorant enough not to watch it and i'm like this is one of the best tv shows that was produced in the last decade 
when I watched the first season of um, NBC's Hannibal, this was around mm-hmm. the time that like, uh, like even like Afterlife is Strange, every time I saw Hugh Dancy with his curly hair and like the kind of like the, the detective, um, what's it called? Like kind of like the psychoanalyst analytic kind of ability that he does with Will Graham. All I could think of was Mark Jefferson. Yeah. Like, like, cause it's like with, with Hannibal, it's like the sophistication. If you've watched a TV show, like they like, you know, when they track the serial killers, they always have this kind of thing where they like, they're building something and um, Will Graham's character, you can project himself into the mind of the serial killer. So you can kind of like get into their, into their feet and kind of like see things from their perspective. And there's this really mm. chilling line that they say in NBC's Hannibal every single time, which is um, Will Graham says, this is my design. Yes. And every time that Hugh Dancy says it, I'm just like, I'm like, this guy would be the most incredible Jefferson. I'm like, he just looks like, he looks like it. His acting is phenomenal. Like for him to like project himself the way that he does in in Hannibal as a, as a character, I'm like, this guy could easily have, like, I think they kind of like try and play this idea in the the TV show as well. It's like, you can kind of see that Will Graham eventually snaps and he becomes like a killer, etc. But like, it, he just he has a fit for it i think like he would yeah. easily like in that moment where jefferson like reveals his ulterior motive like where it's like he reveals himself to be the, the sinister you know yes. person that he is i think that Dancy would play on that it's almost like and it reminds me of the kind of like um james mcavoy performance in uh um split where joy like, starts yes. playing different personas i think yes Dancy could do the same with jefferson where he like reveals himself and he reveals himself to be the the monster and it's like I can oh. see Hugh Dancy pulling it off too, for sure. Yeah, um, like it, either Hugh it. Dancy, Oscar Isaac, or Milo V. Like any yeah. one of those picks, I would, I would totally take. Yeah, I think all three of them. I think they've all got like the kind of like the facial thing from, it, and then they've all got their own kind of like skill set that will bring it to it. I think Oscar Isaac, I would probably put a bit more out of it. I think for yes. me personally, out of the three of them, he I would, would be my pick... like my third choice. Yeah, I, like... I would pick between Hugh Dancy and Milo for me personally. Obviously, mm. I'd go for Hugh Dancy because it's my pick. <laughs> oh yeah, be... of course. But but it'd be one of those two. I think those two just seem like you could have something with it. I think Oscar Isaac, we're we're going to be stretching our budget a little bit at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I think like those two are really good picks though for me. Like I think that I, I think either way with Jefferson, you could have really a good one. There. Um, mm. Adam, so I'm going to throw this at you, Max Caulfield. Okay. Okay, so I want to go off of this person's picks. Um, Rama has also they they put um, interesting choice for a writer, Bo Burnham. I'm like that's interesting because if you ever seen Eighth Grade, uh, Bo Burnham wrote that movie. Hmm. Interesting choice. I don't know. I mean, of course, I I love Bo Burnham. I don't know if he's enough, but that's not my point. My my writer would be. Um, uh, Michelle Coe, for sure. <laughs> like that. That's my choice. That's the only choice. Anyways, um, so they have one, two, three, four, five, six. Jesus. They have six choices for, and I'm going with, um, I'm going with uh, number three, honestly. So they have, uh, Millicent Simmons, who was the um. She was the deaf girl in A Quiet Place. So I can see that for sure. Um, Kiernan uh, Shipka, Kiernan Shipka, who played in um, uh, the series Feud. She was uh, Sally Drapper in Mad Men. Uh, She was, oh, she was Janora in Last Airbender? Oh, oh, in Legend of Korra. Janora. Oh, yes. I don't see Kiernan Shipkin. 
This is my choice. Sophie Thatcher. I would say so- Sophie Thatcher. Uh, because she was in uh, Showtime. So, uh, yeah, she was in Yellow Jacket. She was in the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I think she could pull off that role given the good writing. But also, this person's fourth choice, uh, Macy Williams. I Macy could... Williams is an interesting choice. I think more so than Sophie Fatra for me. Yeah, well, Macy Williams I would, is a very interesting. I'm choice. in between those two, like Macy Williams. The other two are Una Lawrence, which. Okay, sure. And Eloise uh, Lawrence, who is on London Road. She was uh, Live Until You Die, um, Broken. Also an interesting choice. I'm in between Sophie Thatcher and Macy Williams, honestly. I would say Macy Williams for me, See, actually. Weirdly enough, looking at some of the photos of Sophie Thatcher on the Google, like I think she could be Chloe as well. She could be, yes. I could see like, that too. I just have this thing with her vibe, like she, because I, I, I my, so for me, Max is a really weird one as a, like a character. Like I think <laughs> I would have to relatively go with someone unknown, um, because yes. I think in the spirit of it, I think it's a very hard character to like. Kind of like there was always this kind of conversation, of, like who would be this kind of thing, like you know, people for like Chloe Grace Maltese out and etc. I think it's a really hard one, but weirdly enough, there's someone that has like come in my mind the last couple of weeks, months, and also especially during this topic. I don't know how you how you think about this. Like, so mm. let me pitch it to you. My pick would personally be: Do you know who Ella Freya is? I know the name. I know the name. So I know the Ella name. Freya is the facial capture for Ashley Graham in Resident Evil Four Remake. Oh yes, 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 yes. And yes, yes. Ella Freya has recently like kind of changed her hair a little bit on Instagram. She like has almost the Max Caulfield hair, like this kind of like little okay. hair. She's like, because Ella's basically from the from the from from the Netherlands. She's Dutch. Mm. She's very like uh, I'm wide. Very... It. I'm what? saying Ella Freya, not Max. No, really. Kate Marsh. Um, Kate Marsh, yeah, maybe, maybe. She has that kind of like not innocent look, but almost just oh, like she's innocent. Like her voice is like so innocent as well. Like I've heard her speak. That's English what I mean. Online, she like... has this kind of like closed off look. Where it looks like she's been in a bubble, and she looks like not to say that this person has been in a bubble. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> if I were to cast people, um, it looks like she's got the porcelain skin. She's got kind of like the quiet look, but she looks like she could be intense on the rooftop scene too. Uh, and I know, and I've seen her acting before, and I've seen the Resident Evil Four. Thing. I think she could be intense as Kate Marsh, to be honest with you. Yeah, I never really thought Kate as well when you said that. I, I just, mm-hmm. my, for me, like when, she, when I've seen some of those pictures of her, she just looks at, like, I'm like, she's like, I'm, maybe that's Max actually. Like, maybe that is Max, like, the way she mm-hmm. looks. And like the way that she, like, her, her facial features are shown and like the way that her hair is done and like the way that she talks with her voice. It's so innocent and pure. Like, Max is a weird one because like Max is like um, pure and innocent in voice as well, but then also quite blunt as well. And also uh, a bit more of a kind of like you know, I don't, I don't really. Sometimes it's hard for me to even describe Max as well. Like <laughs> it's like it's like forever my spirit animal, but also like a weird kind of way to explain her. But she's she's a little bit um, like as I said, you can't have like a really girly girly kind of person for her. I yeah. think she has to be she has to be a little bit like I don't want to say tomboyish. I would like she just she can't just be a girly girly if anything. And that's why I think like right. Alfred like there's a kind of thing where where I saw her face and in. in 
RE4 remake that they did for Ashley and just keep looking at him. I'm like, maybe that is just Max for me. I'm like, maybe it's just Max. That's the one that always comes to my mind now recently with Max. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I would cast her as Kate. But in terms of Max, I think I'm going on Macy Williams for sure. Yeah, Macy Williams is an interesting one, though. She's a yeah. very interesting one. I don't know if you're like, like, because I. Because like, even with like, but I know Bella Ramsey has had very much success since with The Last of Us as well, and I, I wouldn't ever consider Bella for Max. I don't think Bella's fit for Max in 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 the sense of the character. Mm. Macy yeah. Williams could be because I think Macy Elliott Williams has a um, zest with her and a bit of attitude. Mm. I think like that would come out with Max. Like, do you know, Max has a like, little thing where she like comes a little bit abrupt with things. I think it's an interesting casting. That a very very interesting choice that you picked. That hmm. yeah. Hmm. Uh... Yeah, I'm sticking with, um, yeah, I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking. Or with maybe it. Denzel Washington could be Max. Maybe. No, I'm gonna <laughs> say like... Michael B. Jordan is Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so uh... lonely in this school. I can't. Why can't I make any friends? <laughs> oh God, no! I think like that would be a good cast. I think like that would that would be a good casting for that. I think like my my kind of one would be like for Max or Chloe, you'd have someone who's relatively unknown, or yes. kind of like give them a break for opportunity. But I think if we we're having this kind of opportunity and we've basically been bankrolled by billionaires at this point, I think Macy Williams would probably be a good choice as well. Um, I would stick with Ella Frey <laughs> myself personally, but seeing as you're relegating it to Kate, um, I think like mm-hmm. uh, I think we'll, uh, that would be an interesting choice nonetheless. Um, so. I'm trying to think of characters here and trying to move Chloe forward. Price. Chloe Price is a very difficult one. I think I we should one. be Chloe Price. Uh, go on, go on then. This is person put her in as the unrealistic choice. I'm still putting it there. The uh, given the choice. right makeup, given the right writing, I think she's a little too old for the role, but I, I still want to give it to her. Emma Mackey. Emma Mackey. Emma Mackey. Yes, I am. Gonna... Yeah, I would. I would just say she was in uh, sex. Sex. Oh education. yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Maeve, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I. I'm sorry, Emma Mackey, dude. Like straight up would be a good Chloe for sure. Uh, but 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 would you be a bit fearful about Emma Mackey just being Maeve from Sex Education versus Chloe? Because I feel like there's some lines that you've signed to blur there. I think so. I think yes. But at the same time, ah, <laughs> uh, she's made to be Chloe. You know, oh, yeah, like she is. Yeah. The, I'm the more, sorry. The more, the more that you show me the pic, it's not even the fact that Maeve has like the pink hair stuff in like in, in Sex Education. It's like the more yes. I look at a photo, she just looks like. <laughs> Jeez, Chloe, dude, come on! Like, I mean, if we're not gonna give it to, um, if we're if we're not gonna give it to, why am I losing her name? The voice actress behind Chloe Price and every video game, Ashley Perch. I need more coffee in my system. (laughs) That hurt my soul that I couldn't remember her name. Um, but yeah, no. If we're not gonna give it to Ashley Perch, then Ashley Perch is gonna be Joyce. (laughs) <laughs> she's gonna be choice price um yeah i'm giving it to emma mackie their other choices for um chloe is florence Pugh, which okay uh, yeah. Yeah. sure um laura morano who was um she looks familiar and i can't place her i don't think i would uh 
Geraldine Viswathen. I can never remember her name, but I've seen her before. Um, I don't think so. And then finally, Kiara Glasgow, uh, who was in uh, the series uh, Copper. Uh, it's a BBC show. Right. I would say that, but no, I'm I'm going. I'm sticking my guns with Emma Mackey. It's scary Straight how much she looks like Margot Robbie as well. <laughs> I, never got oh, I, want, I want Margot Robbie in everything, dude. Like if, I, if Margot Robbie wants to be Max and Chloe, oops, <laughs> excuse me, Burp Gang. Uh, but if she wants to be that, I want more Margot Robbie, dude. But you I know. Yeah, she 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 does like. I think I think the Mave kind of thing, especially in their sex education. I think it's like, yeah, she has that. She gives that kind of like the attitude thing that you'd get from yes. Chloe, and I think it's the I think it's the right fit for it. Um, I think like even a wild card and like just my my kind of thought as well because of like who or who she is in her personality. I think you could even do Kylie Brown as <laughs> Chloe Price. I, I think, think it'd be hard you. to yeah. I think I think I think it'd be hard to differentiate <laughs> the because she obviously the Rachel Amber voice is very. Um, is very like attuned to her, but I think mm-hmm. like because of Kylie's personality and like from what I remember like speaking to her and talking to her, I think she'd be very fitting for a, a, a Chloe Price. I think she's got this yeah. the, the look as well, a little bit of Chloe Price. If you dye like a hair, if and anything, stuff. like I, I would to support your argument for that. Uh, where did Chloe Price get her real attitude from? Like, other than the personality of Rachel Amber, you yeah. know, uh, Rachel Amber was the bad one, like the bad influence for chloe Mm. so if we're gonna cast anybody for the personality of chloe is the person that's derived the attitude from so i would say yeah kylie brown as chloe price i'm game for that for sure dude but yeah between you know kylie brown and emma mackey i mean of course i wanted kylie brown of course you know yeah i think it's a i think it's a i think it's a, an interesting one but yeah the, the <laughs> we're gonna have to i think that's a maybe a settle on i didn't think of it until you said it and when you said yes. it I was like, actually i was like oh no i was like yeah oh was it was it who's the other person was it sophie thatcher that you said uh sophie thatcher for um for um max. you say chloe but i said max but, but, but yeah i but think could also right. be i think she could, could also, also be that there's two contention for chloe um speaking of which because you mentioned it as well rachel amber hmm. uh, somebody they only have one choice they only have one choice <laughs> well we don't have to pick someone they just need to be in the ground because they're getting seen <laughs> no, but, and go. i am like ah uh, ashley benson mm, uh, i, f- I uh, have one in mind go for it i don't but think it's ashley benson no, quickly... I, I see where they're going with it i understand why they picked ashley benson uh, I so don't mine's so. a little bit similar, like her, but I think it's a, her her facial features a bit different. So I would direct you to Willa Fitzgerald. Oh, wait, wait, who wait, wait. you might know from the Scream TV show? Yes, but I if know you, where that is. yes, okay, okay, I can I see think that. She has the girl next door look kind of thing. Yes, I feel I like think that, so. that's like. Irrespective of what you think of her acting, or else I think like I think um, I think she has that look. When I remember watching the Scream TV show. I was like, maybe mm-hmm. I was like, maybe she could be like your Rachel Amber. I think yeah. she has that kind of look for it. The I could see that. I could see Willa Fitzgerald for sure. I I I'm... don't know. If, I don't know if I would go with that, but I think I, you know, who I'd cast her as honestly, Victoria <laughs> Chase. Yeah, that's the other one. I, think I was going to say Victoria Chase. <laughs> She's got I'm a queen bee look about her. It's like it's yes. a... I would say Victoria yeah. Chase is going to be a Willa Fitzgerald. 
Rachel yeah, Amber's going to be Kylie Brown. <laughs> it's hard. It's not, that's the one that's really hard for me to define. Because like, Kylie as well, like as a person, the way she looks as well. Like Kylie's only, um, I think like the minute she's like, what, she's 24, 25 as well. So it's like, yes. you're going to cast her in a TV show. Like, it's just like, and have you ever seen her do the photos where she's like wearing the, the Rachel Amber mm-hmm. jacket and stuff like, she just, she just look, looks like Rachel Amber for me as well. Like there's a, there's a really hard one, but yeah, I think Willa we'll, we'll Fitzgerald could actually be the bad girl at this point. I think she could be a I think queen be herself, Victoria. I think it's a, it's a yeah. shout there. Um, Either one. I think I would be satisfied with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so why don't we pick one last character and it's an important character. Frank Bowers. Frank Bowers. This person has one pick and it's like a maybe for me. Maybe. Go on. Douglas Booth. That's Douglas like Booth. Yeah, he was in uh he Oh yeah, he was in the Noah movie. I forgot he was Noah. Uh or uh, one of the sons of Noah. Jupiter uh, Ascending. Yeah, it's kind of like I see why. I understand why because you want you want that character to be tough, but also have a heart. And I think Douglas Booth can pull that off. However, I, I think he's got too innocent of a look. Because Frank Bauer still yeah. has a rugged look. I don't think I would cast Douglas Booth. I, I'm i not really sold on that one, if I'm mm-hmm. being deadly serious with you. But that's their only pick. And I'm just like, ah, ah. Um... I'm just googling ideas here. Who? Uh, what do you think? Do you have anybody? I'm looking at the minute. I'm looking at one. It's a bit of a wild one. <laughs> oh, let me hear it. No, it's too young. I don't, I don't think he has to look for it. Um, you'd have to do like a new age wave of like Frank or something to do it. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Of... Let's see. Uh, somebody says. <laughs> what have we got here? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Someone said Norman Reedus. Norman, no. No, 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 no. Never. No. No. We're not having that. We're not having that. Oh, my God. Yes, it's... No. No, we're not having that. We're not having that. I could could direct you to one person here who I think could potentially do it. Hmm. Um, To Brian Austin Green, who... I'm who I really yes. adored from Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yes, I've just been looking yes. at it and I'm like, and I'm like, maybe the face kind of he's got that. He's a little raw... too old though. That's the only issue now at this point. Yeah. Maybe it was like 10 years ago when we were doing it. I mean, yeah, like 10 years a... ago, I think he would be a good Frank Bowers. Oh, Brian Austin Green. Oh, mate, we, we, we would be casting Summer Glow in this if it was 50, 10, 15 years ago. Like, there'd be no question about this. We would end the podcast. Summer Glow is casted. Everyone. Everyone, she's she's, she's, she's that great. I love she's Summer Glau. Max she's... Chloe. She's Principal Wells. She's <laughs> <laughs> she's Brooke. She's... Everyone, she's great, man. She's great, Summer Glau. Um, yeah, but no, I think uh, I think he could he could potentially be uh... Frank's a really hard one, actually. I just think he's really hard. Like yeah. I keep thinking of uh, Rick from um, Walking Dead as well for some reason. Like when he goes into like, yeah. Okay, uh, I could see Rick is it, too. Is it Andrew Lincoln, is he called Andrew Lincoln? Yes, I think. Uh, DeCray Montgomery. Uh, who is that? Yeah, I, I think Andrew Lincoln actually could be potentially for me. Frank could be thrown there as well. Oh, oh, okay. I could, s- I could see 
Decray Montgomery. Again, given the right makeup and the right wardrobe, I've seen his work before, and I forgot he was in Elvis because <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, yeah. Oh, he was also. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. I recognize who he is, Decray Montgomery. I'm so stupid. Yeah, obvious choice. Uh, I want you to look him up and see what he's done. What? What's his name? Um, I'm gonna send you. Uh, his IMDb. I'm so stupid. I keep forgetting him because, like, he plays roles and you just forget that it's him because he's such a good actor and he's such a good character actor, too, that you kind of forget of, like, all he's done. And not in a way that he's forgettable, but because he just fits the role. Hmm. That he's... Yeah. So who's he, who's, he, who's he playing for you? Uh, Frank Bowers. Oh, that's a... Because he was Billy in Stranger Things. He was the Red Power Ranger. He was Elvis. Or he no, like he, he was Steve Binder. swag for Frank Bowers, though. But, like, think about Billy Billy Hargrove, right? He's got that tough attitude. But I think that DeCray has this gift where he can just, like, you tell him who to play, and mm. he's going to go for it. Like, he's going to be, like, you ever, you ever work with somebody that you ask him to do one thing? And then they do it well. And then you ask them to do a completely different task. And they're like, yeah, I can do that. That's Decray <laughs> in acting for me. I think I think if you just say like, hey, Decray, can you play somebody who's tough but has a heart? Yeah, I can do that. Do, no problem. Do it. Mm. I would say Decray Montgomery is going to be my choice for Frank Bowers. Because who else I've just recently thought about is Jeffrey Dean Morgan for Frank. Okay. He is, he is yeah. Negan from The Walking yes. Dead. Okay. Because... I think the thing with Frank, for me personally, the, the real part of the casting is his grittiness. Yes. And it's like that kind of thing where I, I had that, that, you know, great pleasure of speaking to Nick Apostolidis as well. Like, you know, his success has been unbelievable since yeah. I spoke to him. But like, he showed, like, when he speaks as well, you know, that roughly, yeah. roughly kind of voice, you need that. Yes. And it's with that. And then it's coupled with his. Yeah. And it's, it's he, yeah, that's what he basically looks like Rick from The Walking Dead. It's like, and the oh, way that he speaks as well. Okay. Yeah. I think, well, uh, I think that's. Go on. No, I was gonna say, like, I think I think you're right about that. Where um, he could, yeah, I think he needs that kind of like thing with him. I think like that. Uh, I think maybe like you just need someone a little bit older and like uh, gravelly and kind of like almost like Hugh Jackman esque, if anything, yeah. to like look wise. Um, there's there's some been interesting some interesting castings here so far. Yeah, um, dude, I've been I've been saying Decray this whole time. I don't think that's how you pronounce his name. Decray. Oh, <laughs> it's always it's always it's always something here isn't it it's always I'm something. gonna say Decory Montgomery uh, who who plays Nathan oh man um Summer Glow because <laughs> <laughs> um, I have someone okay go for it because I have zero choices for and I don't one. know how I feel about him I've seen him in a lot of stuff mm. and I'm just like not i've never been sold on him but he pops up in a lot i think he could pull off nathan and the kind of like the the aesthetic that nathan brings to the story dylan minette minetti dylan minetti so he's in 13 reasons why oh yes yeah he's got that like almost like nathan prescott look just (laughs) based off the face as well yeah okay i can i can see that i can see 
I can see him doing that. I yeah, think I he's a little too that. old to be playing. Yeah. Nathan, man, that's a tough choice. I mean, Nathan, um, you know who I would cast is um, he just played, I always forget his name. He just played Adam Warlock in the New Guardians movie, but he's oh. again, a little too old to be playing Nathan Prescott, in my opinion. Uh, his name is Will. Uh, Will Poulter. Uh, I see him. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think he's a little too old to be playing uh, Nathan Prescott, unfortunately. But, you know, I th- I still think I still think that's a good casting. Yeah. If we if, if like, could go into Time Machine, like Tom Fenton from uh, Tom Fenton from uh, Harry Potter. Yes. Yes. Like he would be a great uh, Nathan Prescott if you like take a time machine and like pull someone from like their past. Like, yes. I think he just like he just screams like uh, a Nathan Prescott kind of character for me. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting one that Nathan. Nathan would be like that kind of peculiar one. I think I was leaning to uh, my other pick because I was like he's he's young a little bit. Like he's because of thirteen reasons why he's played like a younger character. Mm-hmm. So I think like he could have just pulled that off. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 uh, thingy. I'm trying to figure out if there's anyone else we missed off like Major from the first Life of Strange. Oh, I have my choice for Warren. For Warren, Warren <laughs> Graham. Oh, I, this uh, is going to be something. I just sent you the link for this person's IMDb. Oh, Thomas Brody Sangster. That's who I would cast as Warren. Oh, I know him. Yes. I know him. I would cast that guy as Warren. He's in <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's in Game of Thrones, that guy. I think did I pick like three Game of Thrones people for this list? Yeah, you did pick a lot of Game of Thrones people. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, oh, do you know what? As well, I just oh. thought about this as well as Rad- because we're going off TV shows. Brian Cranston as Dave Madsen. That's the one okay. for me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I love, I can see I love that. Brian Cranston. I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Because have uh, you seen um have you seen he's in a new thing, isn't he? Is it Metropolis? Bro, Aaron Paul as Frank Bowers. That's one, yeah. That would be oh, it. Oh yeah. my god, why yeah, am I yeah, so that, stupid? That's, that's yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, case yeah, closed. That's, that's, yeah, that's cl- that is case closed, actually. Aaron Paul is yeah. like built. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like easy that. Absolutely. Uh, he's easy. the right age for it too. Like he's Aaron Paul, Frank Bowers. <laughs> Do you know sure. what, Adam, as well? This is random as well. I just put my head as well. Principal Wells. Do we like keep the seriousness or do we bring in someone like Kevin Hart to be <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking Kevin Hart? He just he just like sits like this behind the desk, like, now what seems to be the problem here? Yeah. Is there a problem? <laughs> bring a bit that Gary Coleman kind of like influence now with Kevin Hart as Principal Wells. Like Kevin Hart. Wait for it. Kevin Hart as David Madsen. Oh my god! Yeah, we, that, that, that's completely. We've lost the conversation over that. Oh my god! <gasps> Kevin Hart as Frank Bowers. No, we can't do that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Aaron Paul is a very good shout though for Frank yeah, Bowers. Like, that's just Frank. like that just yeah. screams that. Um. So, are we missing anyone major? I don't think anybody major. Uh, I know Joyce is in there, but I'm giving that to Ashley Birch. I think that would be a good nod 
to the series. I feel like I don't like uh, like I know, but like I just think that would be like um if you give her blonde hair dye, I just think that would be just like fun nod that like the voice of Chloe is Chloe's mom. I don't know. I just think that would be just like I think Joyce as a character, I think Ashley Birch could just pull off. I just think that would be like a fun little nod. Just like how you had um Charles Martinet as Jumpman in Mario. Mm. It's just like that fun little thing of just like like, oh, yeah, because Joyce is, like, important, but, like, you know, is she, you know, yeah, I think. Like, I, I would argue with your thing of saying it, then. You could just give it to C.C. Jones, who played who played oh. um, Joyce in the first one. Yeah, okay, I can see that, too. Yeah, I think she could do Joyce very well in life. I, I, like, Joyce is a weird one, because like, even, even, I wouldn't necessarily gravitate towards, like, a Hollywood actor, like, like a bigger, you know, like, yeah. Meryl Streep or anyone. Like, I think, like that character is built for like a lot of people and especially for me like the voiceover people who've worked in the video game industry or who've done mocap because like i can kind of think laura bailey as well oh yeah okay yeah laura bailey i could see as uh joyce as well yeah i just think i have that kind of thing with these those characters i think like i think they could universally quite fit. i think even if you wanted to do the ashley birch thing you could probably do the ashley birch thing but i think like mm. mine would literally just gravitate towards cc who's a mm. voice actor for joyce in the first life of strange and then yeah. also laura bailey i think that they're two very good shouts yeah uh, Kevin Hart as Joyce. Kevin Hart as Joyce. That that would be something. And do you want? Know well, I I I prefer that if we did all this like you know the major casting with all the other people. I'd like to like fit in other people. Like do you know like when you look at Victoria's minions and her other mm. characters as well like that. I could easily see someone like Ashley Johnson being in there. Yeah, I, I can like see you, that. You could easily fit her in as someone to be casted in one of like the you know the other characters that's like mm. around the side or something. But um. Yeah, I think like we'll we'll just stick with the first life is strange, and um, yeah. I think that's probably the better because like, I think like I'm not really very well traversed with like Hispanic actors and for the other like life is strange games and like uh, even the Asian American ones. I think like it'd be very difficult for me to even do that like representation. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, as well, actually, this is a really one as well. I just thought about this. Even for like Joyce Price, Jolene Anderson. Oh, you know what? I, jo- mm. I really that's like Jolene. One. I yeah, like I that. Think... I like that choice, Jolene. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that. I think I think Jolene's a really good shout for, a shout for that. So it's like, yeah, maybe someone like that could like easily fit in. Jolene, there, but... if you don't know, and if you haven't seen Adnan's um interview with her, uh, played Karen in Life is Strange too. Indeed, and she's also Ada Wong in Resident Evil Two. Yes, remake. she is Ada Wong. Um, yes, and she's done like loads of different <laughs> films and stuff as well. She's got like a quite glittering career as well as it is. So it's like very good choice uh maybe for that um but yeah there's quite a lot of, a lot of characters there oh you know who i would cast okay this is my final thing because we're running out of time you know who'd be good <laughs> frank bowers go on luke luke <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i don't know if he's fit for that mm, he could maybe yeah he's very mean maybe. to me on twitter so. i think i think luke plays michelle in the game because there's that scene in the in the fifth episode where max is in the gallery and, and instead of Michelle, Michelle, it's Luke. And it's Luke. <laughs> How great is that for casting? That would be fantastic. Sign me up to this project. Make me Michelle Co. The as Principal Wells. Now that would be an interesting choice. That would be a very interesting, that would choice. Be very interesting choice. And I think yeah. we end our conversation with that. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I hope you enjoyed that anyway. Thank you for the fan submitted topic as well. It's really nice. And as well, if, as I always said, if you have your own topic ideas, just leave them in the comments. We'll definitely pick them up. Um, we've got so much time to talk about things. But as I said, big thank you to at show, um, Showbiz Stan for the topic. 
Hope you enjoyed it. In the meantime, let us know in the comments what you'd pick as your casting, whether you agree with some of them, whether you think we're very outlandish on some of the takes. Let us know in the comments as well. Mm. Um, I'd love to hear it. I can't wait for someone to write Jean-Claude Van Damme as uh, Max Caulfield. That'll be quite the something for a, <laughs> for a <laughs> casting decision. But anyway, Adam, spread the arts. Yes. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure, yeah. I think I owe it to this game because I gave it a shout out a co- like a few episodes ago and I said I didn't play it and yet I'm still giving it my recommendation. But I'm mm-hmm. finally playing Inscription. Like I'm finally hey. I am almost done with it, I believe. Um mm. and it is a wild game, dude. Like people kept telling me that it's just like it's a game but you don't you don't know what it's like. Like go in go into this game completely cold other than it's a card-based game. And that's it. Just mm-hmm. know that's a card-based game. And it's just more than that. It's more than just like a card-playing game. It's not like your Slay the Spires. It's not like any other game like that. It is such a trip, and it's so creative in its storytelling. And, like, how the story will play out and the mysteries you have to solve within it. But just a card game in of itself. It's so much fun. It's so much strategy involved that every every time and also so there's three different maps that you have to go through and each one has its own boss if you don't beat the boss of like the second map you have to start from the beginning again you have to go through map one two mm-hmm. if you don't beat the one on two you go back to one if you don't beat the one on three you have to go back to one um it's really good it's really it's really interesting game so i'm giving my shout out to inscription my proper shout outs since I'm playing it now, and it's really, really good, dude. Oh, that's good shout, good shout. Yeah. Um, so mine, I'm going to kind of like change this a little bit, spread the arts oh, and like recommendation. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to give you my early interpretation, early impressions of what I thought, and I said it before, Final Fantasy I've been playing. Um, and I've kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's Square Enix as well, so it seems very relatable to this podcast yeah. as well. So it's Final Fantasy 16 has just recently been released. I picked up a copy of it. It feels so different. I don't know yeah. if I'm enjoying it or not. And this is the, like, I'm at such a, like an odds for myself. I'm like at a war where it's like, like the story is like, just not got me entrenched at all. Like when I played mm. Final Fantasy games of the past, I've been really gripped by the story and like got really into it. The story just feels a little bit like whatever. It's kind of like, I'm uh, like, I'm not even like interested or like intrigued by it. Or it's like, it's just not really hitting the kind did of. Do you see the story that the developers were forced to watch Game of Thrones while developing this yeah. game? Well, it makes a lot of sense because like yeah. they've they've it's it's like a medieval setting. It's got kingdoms. It's got like yes. um, the gameplay is great. Like it's like if you're a Devil May Cry fan, because like they've got people who are involved previously with Devil May Cry. They've had people involved with like Platinum games. It's like they've kind of like changed the mechanics, but then it's like it's mm. almost like if you really enjoy Devil May Cry, you will really enjoy this Final Fantasy game. But it's like they've stripped back a lot of the RPG mechanics as well, and like Square um, Final Fantasy had already been stripped back a lot of um. um rpg mechanics anyway like over the years it's been very like limited but like mm. it feels even more diluted now and i'm like a bit like my like, this series is famously known as a jrpg for a reason it's like one of the crown jewels are famous for it it's like yes how much of the identity are you stripping here because like final fantasy i don't really know how many people really enjoyed a final fantasy game mainline entry since like i don't know which one what did you say the last one was like 10 or something probably like 12 15. or something uh 15 you know, that's people a very different really... game though 
It was, but I think people were very interested in it. I would say the last one people were really like people were really invested in. I would say eleven. Yeah, I I would say that because like I said to my my friend, I was like the last one I bought at release was mm-hmm. Final Fantasy thirteen, <laughs> which yeah. in itself, yeah. People feel very differently about the trilogy of 13, and I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of indifferent of it. I, I kind of enjoyed it a bit of it, but like, since then, it's been 13, 14 was an MMO, big one, but it's like 15 was like kind of almost like drag food development hell, and then kind of what we got is what we got, and it feels like it has it's good, and I'm not hating on it, but it's like it's lacking in certain places. It's almost yeah. like it, the, people the, had the, fun with it, but that's yeah. about it. They had like, they're like, I enjoy this, but they weren't like. It, it wasn't like pariah. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't in like the social. Like you gotta play this. It wasn't like yeah. an Elden Ring. Like it should have been. You know. Yeah. Um. People just. It was basically like you. Yeah. You, we finally got Final Fantasy 15, and we're content with what we got. And it's like because like <laughs> yeah. the main characters were really interesting. The bro- brotherhood and camaraderie with 15 was really great, but it's like the story just fell off a cliff towards like later stages yeah. of the games, and it was like it was kind of like here and there with other little mechanics but like this one i'm not really too sure because i'm so early into final fantasy 16 i've almost like got to the point yesterday where i was thinking I was like maybe i should just stop playing this mm-hmm. i just don't know if i'm actually that into it it's like i obviously love final fantasy 7 remakes like one of the best games i've played in the last decade but it's like um this one just is something that's very i just don't know how this will leave people like if it keeps going the way that it is and by the time i get to the end of it and play it i don't know whether it's going to keep a lot of final fantasy fans there or if they're going to completely disappear um very interesting nonetheless if you like want to play it just for the pure gameplay the aesthetically it looks beautiful the soundtrack is phenomenal it's final fantasy it's got all those beats as well don't need to break into it too much but like like the story is like the one thing that's dragging me a little bit and i'm like mm. is this going to pick up is this eventually going to get to it because it's like clive not necessarily who's the main character clive's not necessarily like the kind of like the most uh endearing character at the minute and it's like i don't really care about your little brother joshua it's like and you can kind of like when you start it as well you can basically skip an early portion of the game because if you played the demo which is essentially the prologue for the entire game yeah you skip it and it'll just transport you up to the point where the demo starts and you're like hang on a minute it's like maybe i should just replay this and it might have like because the the prologue is phenomenal play so it's on the uh it's in the demo it's like download it the spectacle it creates is fantastic but then it kind of was when i've got to where i'm up to the story i'm a bit like uh it's a little bit dragging here it's like are we gonna pick up steam here are we gonna like really kind of like mm. you know get into final fantasy stride so it's yeah it's a it's a hit and miss at the minute but i thought i'd just talk about it because it's, it's one of the things i've recently done and i've watched a lot of terrible films recently and i'd rather not talk about them i'd rather talk about this instead yeah. um but anyway i think we'll leave it here because that yeah. was a great uh episode as usual um as i said in the comments please leave us your thoughts about which um you know how you cast life is strange tv show movie it would be very interesting to see your picks as well um and whether you agree with us or not please do tell us as well uh one final reminder as well as i said at the beginning of the podcast we have got an episode um, an interview out with alex jones on the youtube channel do check not it that out alex uh, jones not that alex jones different alex <laughs> jones but yeah please do check it out you'll learn a lot about the quiet things her project that she's working on it's on kickstarter if you want to go and support it um, if you like Life is Strange vibes, if you like Life is Strange, it's very heavily inspired by Life is Strange. And as I said before, Alex has got, uh, you know, loves Life is Strange. She's worked with, um, been mentored by, by people who've worked on Life is Strange. So definitely do check that out. 
but as I said, nonetheless, we're done here. Um, if you did enjoy the content, please, one more thing as well, do consider dropping us a subscribe, turn on notifications, like the video and share with your friends. Helps you support our channel, helps you helps the channel grow as well. And it's always greatly appreciated for me and Adam just to see people support the channel. And also Strangecast is available on all podcast services, so you can get us access on any, pretty much every podcast service. We're available there for download. So do follow us on there as well, and you can subscribe. You can rate us as well. It, again, it helps with, our, with, with this channel, with the podcast, with everything. Either way, we're done here. Mm. Uh, we will be back in two weeks for a new episode. In the meantime, stick around. As I said, always check out the YouTube channel. We have exclusive content that comes out that's not necessarily on podcast services. But stay tuned. We have more content to come very soon. Uh, until then, guys, take care. See you later.